Speakers Corner, Broadcast and Podcast. The culture is confused about Easter. What could chocolate bunnies and painted eggs possibly have to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? What's so good about Good Friday? In this series, our outreach radio team is keeping the cross current by taking the time to go, tell, and broadcast real-time street conversations with everyday people in the hope that all who hear the good news will come to believe. Please also make sure to keep listening until the very end of each episode as TCC radio host Corey McKenna helps us to see the role that we each play among the cast of characters in the most scandalous execution in human history and the life and death decision we all must face as a result. And with that in mind, let's get this show on the road. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. All right, good evening, folks. We're out here in downtown Guelph, and my name's Chris, and we're speaking with... Brandon. Brandon? Tori. Brandon and Tori, okay. So, like I said, our radio show is called TCC Radio. It's a spiritual speaker's corner broadcast and podcast. So just to get in, to know you guys a little bit, are you from the area here in Guelph? I'm from, I'm from Kitchener. You're from Kitchener? What about you, Brandon? I'm from 10 hours up north. 10 hours up north? Dude, what are you doing down here? I got sick of the other town. You got sick of the other town. Okay. So, so we're doing an interview on Easter. Do you guys celebrate Easter? Yeah. You do? Okay. What about you? Yeah. So why like why do you celebrate Easter? What does Easter mean to you personally? Um, I don't know. My parents just make me do it. <laughs> Your parents just make you do it. That's Tori's opinion. What do you think, Brandon? I, I grew up. It was just the day I got chocolate, but I do know like the other meaning behind Easter. Okay. Can you can you just elaborate on that a bit, Brandon? If if I'm pretty sure Easter Day was the day that Christ was resurrected. Okay, good. Like Good Friday is actually a nationwide statutory holiday in Canada. At some point in history, someone thought that Good Friday was important enough to take a day off and think about it. Do you know what the holiday actually commemorates? Let's go with you, Tori. Do you know what the holiday actually commemorates? No. No? Okay. You had said something about Christ rising. Can you just elaborate a bit more what what actually did happen? Well, I, I don't know the story too well, but it's I know it's the day that he that he resurrected, and I think the story goes some of his disciples were going to check his grave, and when when they went there, he wasn't there, and then they went and spread the message that Jesus Christ is back. Okay, do you guys ever hear about like the crucifixion? Are you f- yeah. from okay, you've you've heard about that, Tori? Yeah. Okay. You too, Brandon. Yeah. Okay. You guys have any like a spiritual background at all? No. Like Catholic, Islam. Oh, your, your parents? Yeah. What were your parents? Christian. Oh, Christian, okay. So, like, you're not a Christian or anything? No. Okay. So what about you, Brandon? Well, I don't, I wasn't actually brought into religion as a kid, but I do follow Christianity. Okay, interesting. So, why do you think that the crucifixion of Jesus is important? It's, uh, the crucifixion of Jesus was him giving up his own life to save the people. He gave up his own life for the sinners. So they okay. can have another chance. Okay. So what about you, Tori? What do you think? Uh, basically what he said. 
Okay. Do you guys know what crucifixion is? Like, I, I know it's kind of a gruesome term, but do you guys kind of know like a little bit what it is? Maybe you've seen Passion of the Christ or something like that. Uh, I have no idea. You, you have no idea? What about you, Brandon? I do know what it is. I just wouldn't know how to yeah, fully describe it. Okay. Like, sort of, it's, it's death on a cross, right? Yeah, yeah, you guys sort of nail to a cross. It's a brutal death, yeah. right? So in that case, what do you think is so good about Good Friday? Because you're thinking death on a cross, that sounds horrible, right? What do you guys think is so good about Good Friday? It's the, it's, you, you remember the day that we were given a second chance. Okay, okay, good. So what do you think is good about death then? Because he actually died, and he, like he was crucified, and then he ultimately died. What do you think is good about death? When I, when I think of death, I don't think anything good because that's my biggest fear. Not knowing when I'm gonna go, because you're not honestly you're not promised tomorrow. So that's why I try to enjoy every day as much as I can. Hey, like, have you ever thought about eternity at all? Like, do you guys think of like you said you're kind of scared about that. What about you, Tori? Do you think about eternity? I think when I die, I guess I'll find out whether there's a place to go or if it's just us dead. <laughs> okay, you'll find out. What about you, Brandon? What do you think? I was I was told that life itself is a test, so that's why. You have to be careful what you do every day because I'm not sure where I'm going to go. I'm not positive if there is a heaven or a hell, but I try my best to make sure that I go to the proper one when I do go. So you guys understand there's a heaven and a hell, and do you guys think that you'd be good enough to go to heaven? If you are to die tonight, because, man, we don't know. Like you, you just, You've seen those meteors that came shooting across the sky there. Was it last night that those meteors kind of landed in Russia? You got sure. Yeah, like that's pretty, I mean, I saw some of the clips there and it's like, wow, that would be pretty freaky driving down the road and boom, this thing goes soaring by you, right? But having said that, like, I don't know if anybody was actually died as, as a result of that, but having, having said that, they could well have because one of those meteors hitting you in the head, you're not really going to stand up too well. I, what do you think, Brandon? I honestly, to answer your question just earlier, I honestly don't think I'd make it to heaven. You, you don't think you make it to heaven. Why do you think that, Brandon? I have done some good in my life, but I've done a lot of bad. And at this at this point in my life, I'm trying to make up for all the wrong I've done. But I don't think I'm caught up yet. You don't think you're caught up yet, man? That, that's that's interesting. Think, hey, thanks for being honest about that. What do you think? What do you think, Tori? I'm not going to heaven. You're not going to heaven. Yeah. Does that does that concern you at all? I don't know. Because I was actually <laughs> going to take you guys through what we call, it's, it's called the good test. It's called the Ten Commandments. It's God's standard. It's actually his standard of moral perfection. And, and I'm going to take this test with you guys, but have you guys told lie? Like, like one of them says, number nine, I think it is, it says, you shall not bear false witness. It's basically telling an untruth. How many lies have you told in your lifetime? A lot. Uh, a lot? <laughs> yeah. What do you call someone who tells like, a lot of lies or countless lies, we'll say? Usually compulsive liar. A compulsive liar. A compulsive liar. A compul- like, or a liar, right? Yeah. Another one says you shall not steal. It's basically taking something that doesn't belong to you, irregardless of value or size. It could be even downloading music illegally, stealing candy when you were a kid. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah. A yeah, lot. a lot. Yeah, yeah. What do you call someone who steals? Klepto. Klepto? What do you think? <laughs> Pretty much the same. <laughs> Shall we call that a thief? Yeah. You guys going to go with a thief? Okay. There's another one that says you shall not use God's name as a curse word. It's called blasphemy. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Yeah, I still do. It slips out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. What do you call someone who blasphemes? I don't, I don't know what the word is, but I just know it's something 
you're not supposed to be. Okay. A blasphemer. Let's let's go with a blasphemer, right? So on that basis, because here's the thing, we're talking about Good Friday, and and by the way, God is good. He's perfect, just like a good judge in a courtroom would give us justice for a crime that we've committed. God is a good God, and He needs to give us justice for our sin. So on that basis, if the standard for being good would be going to heaven, the standard for being bad would be going to hell. Would it be heaven or hell? What do you guys think? I I think. It's, like it's not the worst thing you could do, so I think that could easily be made up for. Okay. That makes sense. But you had said earlier, uh, Tori, that you think you're going to hell. Yeah. So here's the thing, that's what we all deserve. It actually says in the Bible in Romans three twenty three that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It says in Romans six twenty three that the wages for our sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So like I said, we are celebrating Easter. And I got some really good news to share with you guys because at this point, what we deserve is hell, right? Do you know what God did? What do you think, Brandon? I know this what Jesus Christ did. I don't know what God did, though. Okay. What about you, Tori? I have no idea. You've been on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. We'll get you back for the conclusion of the conversation in a few. But first, here's how you can partner in the gospel with us. Canada needs Christ. Will you prayerfully give to our great mission of airing and sharing? Airing, this outreach radio show further across Canada and equipping more churches in Canada to share Christ? If so, go to thecrosscurrent.com give and choose the giving option that's best for you. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel. Well, what God did is he sent his only son. You, you talked about Jesus, Brandon. He sent his only son, Jesus, to come down and live that perfect life that none of us could live. Okay, so he never did anything. He never lied. He never lusted. He never stole. He never hated or he never blasphemed. Okay, he wouldn't, of course, use his name in vain. But he lived that perfect life. And then at the age of 33, he went to a cross. All right? Now, some people just think that he was, you know, beaten and whipped. And that was suffice for the punishment for our sins. Okay, well, the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So what that means is when Jesus was on the cross, he became our sin. It's, let's go back to the courtroom scenario, Brandon and, and Tori, where you have a judge. If he's a good judge, he needs to give that guy that's committed murder justice. Let's say my friend Sanford here has committed murder. If the judge is going to, he hasn't by the way, but if the judge is going to be a good judge, he needs to give Sanford justice. So, so here's the thing. If the judge just said, I forgive Sanford, if Sanford just says, well, I'm, I'm a, I've done a lot of good things since then, and I think my good is going to outweigh my bad. Do you think in a court of law, if he did, how many good things do you think he would have to do before the judge says, okay, I think that sort of tips the scales. What do you think on that? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many good things you do, it can't bring back a human life. And you can't uh, cancel your murder, right? Yeah. Right? So, so here's the thing. Because God is good. He made a way. Was let, now, now, let's say, let's take a scenario where there's a, a judge. Um, like, let's say Sanford here again. I'm going to use him again. Let's say he stole a car. Like, let's say, Brandon, you have a Ferrari. Does Brandon have a Ferrari, Tori? <laughs> All right. 
Let's say you hit a Ferrari. Sanford stole the car. The judge saw him do it. You saw him do it. All the evidence proves that he's guilty, and he even says he did it. Now, the judge sets a fine at, let's say, $10 million, and Sanford can't pay it. Now, if somebody walked in the courtroom after the judge had sentenced him and said, I sold my house, I went and started a collection, I got $10 million money raised for Sanford. Do you think that in that case, if he paid the judge that there, would, would justice have been met? That's somebody else making up for his crime. And then Because if he doesn't go out and do any good, then you don't know if he's going to go and do it again. Okay, but, but in the sense that, was, is the payment satisfied that the judge is asking? Yeah, that's, that's satisfied. The payment's paid. That's right. That's right. In a sense, that's what God did for us. When he was on the cross, he took on the wrath, the punishment that we deserve for our sin, and to spend an eternity in hell paying, Jesus took that on himself. And the Bible says if we repent, which is an, it sounds like an old-fashioned term, but it basically means to stop and turn and to put your... Uh, to put your faith and trust in Jesus. So, repentance and faith is what it takes. Just like, let's say I was um, in, a pair, in, a, in an airplane that was crashing. It'd be like me putting on that parachute to take that jump instead of plummeting 30,000 feet to the ground. And it, if, I, if I don't put that parachute on and I crash the rocks, I'm going to die, right? It's like putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So just like you'd put on that parachute, the Bible says to put on the Lord Jesus Christ in repentance and faith. So on that basis, if you'd stand before God on Judgment Day, he would see a liar, a thief, and an adulterer, and a blasphemer. On that basis, if God's a good and a holy and just God, which he is, would it be heaven or hell? What do you guys think? Um, uh, technically, I mean, the wages of sin is death. We all deserve to go to hell. Yep, yep. That's why Jesus had to come to die for us. Okay, yep. Because we deserve to go to hell. That's where we're supposed to go, I guess you could say. But then Jesus came so that we don't have to. Okay, good. What Do you agree with that, Joel? Yeah, um, that's, that's just uh, because of our human nature and our fallen nature. Okay, what about you, Russ? What do you think about what I just shared with him? Um, I don't know. I don't really b- believe in that, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know. Now, 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 just to think about something, if, if I stop believing in gravity, does that make me automatically float? What do you think about that? No, it doesn't. So, so what I'm trying to say is just because I don't believe in something, does that make it not true? Well, the thing is you can't, like... You can prove gravity, though, right? You know it exists. I don't. I would. I wouldn't want to believe in a god that, you know, created you. To that you have to worship him in order to go to heaven, or you have to have faith in his son to go to heaven. That doesn't really make any sense to me. Like if. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. Okay. On a basic level. So, so a question I have just in in regards to that, like we think of truth, right? Where would you say you get your truth from, Russ? Like, where, what's your standard for truth? Um, like, uh, in regards to, like, what people tell me and stuff like that, I think nowadays there's so much stuff, like, 
media and all that going around and the news, everything gets twisted and you just got to kind of figure it out for yourself and believe what, you know, makes sense to you. Get all the facts you can and make your own decisions, you know, think critically about stuff and then, you know, work at it like that. Don't like just believe stuff just because someone tells you to or whatever, you know. Okay, like science class, you sit there and there's a guy with a book up there and you just believe whatever he says. You don't don't recommend doing that, eh? Well, no, like if it makes sense, then yeah, but stuff like you're asking me uh, if you think if I die and I go up to heaven, something I don't really believe in, then would I go to heaven or hell? I don't really, you know, I, I, would, I don't believe that. Because you can't prove that to me. You can't tell me that that is what's going to happen, so... If I, if you ask me like hypothetically, to like, like, pretend or whatever, I would say, yeah, I probably go to hell. But I mean, okay. so would you know everyone else that I know pretty much, right? So I don't know. Would would that concern you at all, Rush? Like you, you guys have been great to chat to, by the way. I see you doing rock paper scissors. You're waiting for me here. <laughs> but would that concern you at all? No, not really. Not really. Okay, why not? Because I don't believe it. <laughs> okay. So just just because, like I said before, because I don't believe in something doesn't make it go away, right? Now, the, the thing I was getting to with truth is, do you believe that there's absolute truth, that you can know something for sure, like for certain? Mm, yeah. Like, give me an example. Well, I know if I drop this, it's going to fall. Okay. Okay. So where do, you, where do you get that from? Like, where do you get your absolute from? So what if I experience that murder's okay? Does that make murder okay? No. Why not? Because it's not it's not okay. Like there's certain things that are ingrained in human nature over the course of evolution. Like if anybody saw a 2-year-old kid walk into the street and going to get hit by a car, everybody has that feeling of that shouldn't happen. That's not based on faith or anything like that. That's just it's natural. Only like a psychopath wouldn't feel that way. Okay, a sociopath or whatever. Yeah. So like, so, so where do where do you like? Is it fair to say that we all have a conscience? We know that it's wrong to lie, we know that's wrong to steal. Okay, the the Bible actually says that we all know. In Romans chapter one, it says that we all know that there's a God, whether we believe it or not. We're just suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. Now it's it's going to be God who opens our eyes to the truth of that. But I just I want I want you to think about about that there. Now I'm going to ask these guys here. Like, I was getting to, like, would that concern you? Like, so let's go with the fact, see, God's a good God. He must punish our sin. He, in order for a judge in a courtroom to, to be a good judge, if he has a murder standing in front of him, what does he need to do to that murder if all the evidence proves that that murder is guilty? What would you, what, what would you say, Warren? Convict him. I, okay. Okay. Him to jail. Okay, so so he needs to be. The word I'm looking for is is just. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. See, God is good. He's holy. He's just, right? And God's goodness. What I'm trying to say is is actually our greatest problem because God is good. He needs to have justice met out for our sin. Because I'm I'm standing here. I've done all those things. I, I've lied. I've lusted. I've stolen. I've hated. I've done all those things. So on that basis, we would deserve hell, like you said, Joel. Now, do you guys have any idea what God did? Do you, th- you, know, do you know what God did, Russ? 
Do you have any idea what God did so that we could go free in a sense? Like, do you, do you have any idea what God did so that we could spend forever with him in heaven? Gave his son. Okay, that, and that's, that's what we're getting to with Easter. See, what happened on the cross, guys, is not just the fact that Jesus suffered. Like, like I'll just back up a little bit. God sent his only son, Jesus. I'm just going to give you a little bit of the Easter story. To live the perfect life that none of us could not live. He never lied. He never lusted. He never stole. He never hated. And then at the age of 33, he went to a Roman cross. And it wasn't just the fact that he suffered at the hands of Roman soldiers. What actually happened on the cross was 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So what the Bible says we need to do is repent, which is, I mean, it sounds like an old-fashioned word, but it actually means to stop and turn and to put our faith and trust in Jesus. Just like if you were in an airplane, let's say you were in an airplane, and you had a parachute on, and the thing crashed, and you jump out, it would be like you putting your faith and trust in that parachute to save you from hitting the ground 30,000 feet below, right? Just like that. If we put our faith and trust in Jesus, what in His righteousness? Because we've done, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I think you you quoted that, or you said the wages of sin is death. That's Romans six twenty three. But then Romans three twenty three says we've all sinned, so that includes every one of us. And the good story of Easter is this: is that God sent His only Son to live that perfect life. And Russ, I, I know you you don't agree with me, but I just will you think about that at least? I have, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, can I, can I leave you guys with, like, I know you guys are, you, you say you guys are Christians. Can I leave you with a, a gift, Russell, before we go? All right, well, well, thanks, guys, for being on the air with us. And this is Chris, keeping the cross current today. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of the Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. Hi, this is Kirk Cameron, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, and welcome to part three of Keeping the Cross Current at Easter. At the end of each episode in this series, we've been walking through the true history of Easter in the hope that all who hear the good news of Jesus Christ will come to believe. Because the truth is that within this story about the scandalous sentencing and death of Christ and within the hearts of the various characters involved, we see ourselves and the ultimate decision we all must face, what to do with the Son of God. In part one, we saw ourselves in the depravity of Barabbas. In part two, we saw ourselves in the defiance of the Jewish leaders. And in this part three, we see ourselves in Pontius Pilate, who depicts deceit. Deceit, by definition, is intentionally concealing or twisting the truth for personal gain or for self-preservation. 
And if we're being honest, like Pilate, we all deceitfully twist and conceal what we know to be true. God puts it this way in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart, mine, yours, everyone's, is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? The Easter story in Scripture gives us a sort of biblical MRI of the deceitful heart of Pilate, and the prognosis is not good. From the very first time he's confronted with Christ, the truth personified, Pilate's given opportunity by God to do what he knows to be right. In fact, over and over, God gives him a choice, but he continues to conceal and twist the truth to save his own skin. And so he sinks deeper and deeper into his own deceit. So the Jews bring Jesus to Pilate to have him executed, and Pilate now has two options. Option one, he knows that Jesus is innocent, so he could release him. That would be the right thing to do, but it would likely provoke a Jewish revolt, which would cost Pilate his life. Option two, Pilate could execute an innocent man, which means hardening his heart against the truth he knows. So he's faced with the ultimate decision, a decision we all must face, what to do with the Son of God. And it's this battle within himself that sets up this dramatic and deceptive sequence of events until we read in John chapter 19, verse 16, of Pilate's ultimate decision. He, Pilate, delivered him, Jesus, over to them to be crucified. I've said in parts one and two of this series that the only way we come to believe in Jesus unto eternal life is by seeing clearly our personal involvement in his excruciating death. And like Pilate, we all deceitfully twist and conceal what we know to be true before coming to Christ. Yet God continues to confront us with the truth and graciously gives us the opportunity again and again to make the right choice. And what about you? What will you do with the Son of God? Please hear this. God is making his appeal through me to confront you with the truth and to call you to repent of your sin and to trust Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. Please don't delay. Do it today. Well, thanks again for listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. You can access this podcast at tccradio.com along with a message called The Ultimate Decision that goes much deeper into the true history and the hearts of the various characters involved in the Easter narrative. Until next time, I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us visit helphere.ca. 
That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.